John chapter 5 and verse 17, John says in this fifth chapter, But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. 17 says, But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. I like the way the uh, American Standard Version puts this. It says, But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh even until now. Say it with me. Even, even until now. Say it again. Even until now. One more time. Even until now. That's what he said. My Father worketh even until now. Praise God. That's my subject. Even until now. Amen. Put your Bibles down and let's pray right now. Lord, we love you and thank you for the Word of God. I know that I am nothing but a spokesman. I am nothing but a mouthpiece. And I cannot do what is needed in this service. God, I don't know what would limit or restrict or bind us. But whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, let it be broken And let your will be done in this service in the name of Jesus and by the authority of the Word of God. I stand today in Jesus' name. And everybody said it with me. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. One of the great attributes of God is certainly His omnipresence. That's a big word that simply means that God is everywhere present. That He is in the future as well as the past. He's on the right hand as well as the left. He's above you as well as below you. He is everywhere. All the time. Amen. That's something that you and I need to keep in our mind, that God is everywhere conscious. He is everywhere available. I remember growing up as a child, and they used it as a threat back then, and so I kind of grew up with a warped sense that God is watching you. And so I grew up with that fear that God was watching me. But in my little mind, my my concept of God watching me was to find out what I was doing wrong and keep tabs of all the mistakes that I made during the day and to keep a record of all the words that I used that I wasn't supposed to. And so I grow up thinking that God is watching me And that's something that God wanted me to know, but he didn't want me to know it in that context. Because that's not how God wants me to view him or look at him, that 
He's watching me in the sense that he's just waiting for me to stumble and fall. And he's going to call a lightning bolt out of heaven and zap you and curl your hair for you so you don't have to go get a perm. He'll take care of it for you. And believe it or not, there's some of you sitting on these pews right now that that's still your concept of God. That he's got his eye on you. And he's just waiting for you to mess up and he's waiting for you to stumble or he's waiting for you to do something that you shouldn't do so he could get on to you. But that's, that's not why God's watching you. That's not why God is looking over your life right now. That's not why God is doing what he's doing to protect and keep you. God's eye upon you today is not for your harm but for your good. And God's watching and he's looking and he is here today not because he wants us to be afraid of him but so that we would embrace him and understand that he is a very present help in our time of trouble. Amen. I wish somebody would believe that right now because some of you have got a world of trouble that you're dealing with right now and you just need a preacher to tell you that God is present in your trouble. Amen. God is everywhere, and He is always a moving God. He is not inert. He is not a motionless God, but He is ceaselessly moving. It is interesting to note that the ancient Greeks viewed their gods as living in a distant Olympus, pursuing their own pleasures, aloof, and completely disconnected from the affairs of men. The deists that lived in the 18th century thought of God as some kind of abstract landlord, that he made the world and that he set it in motion and then he just left it to itself to become whatever it would become. And even today, there are men and women who are tempted to view God as being some far remote, removed, unwatching, uncareful God or unconcerned. And so many times we pray as if God were somewhere outside this building. I don't mean in the volume. I mean in the way in which we pray, in the mind in which we approach prayer. We pray as if we're trying to get a long-distance message through all of the heavens and the stars because God's somewhere out there when the truth is God is right here, right now. Amen. You say, we really use that. Sounds really cool, but I don't see him. I know, but that doesn't mean he's not here. Can you see electricity? How do you know? There is electricity. Well, we have lights this morning, and that's the result of electricity. We have some kind of air conditioning because there are some motors running, cooling, freon. There's, there's some evidence of that. Although I can't see the wind, I know that there is something called wind. There is air, even though I cannot see it. I'm breathing it right now, and I'm thankful for it. Just because I cannot see it doesn't mean it's not real. 
And though God is, is invisible, he is not here in a visible form right now, does not mean that God is not here. Amen. He was here before you ever got here. And he will be here when you leave. As a matter of fact, you can't leave his presence. The psalmist said, if I make my bed even in hell, thou art there. Because God is everywhere, always there. He is a God that is constant. The biblical view of God is an active God and a resident God who is high and lifted up. And he inhabits eternity. And I believe that. But he is also at the same time a very present help. And he is a God who knows the very hairs on my head. Not only that, but he numbered them. And he knew what number fell out this morning when you was combing your hair. Amen. Nothing about your life is an accident. The same God that inhabits eternity inhabits the space that we're in right now. He is both imminent and transcendent. He is above all, and yet he is in us all. What a miracle. He is not simply a watcher, but God is an active player in our life. He is not a spectator, but a participant in this thing called life. As a matter of fact, the truth that I read to you this morning echoes deeply in my soul. A decisive factor in my life is that my Father worketh even until now. Amen. I like those three words, even until now. It doesn't matter what the devil may be doing. It doesn't matter what may be going wrong in your life right now. It may not matter what is consuming your thoughts this morning. It doesn't matter the stress or the tension that's in your life right now. The fact is that even though other things are at work in your life, God is also working. Amen. Amen. God doesn't let anything that anybody else does trump what he's going to do. Amen. It would do us all good this morning if we could take a moment and realize that God is still working. You need to say that over some things that are bothering you. Some of you came in here so stressed out this morning, you can't even worship God because you got so much hanging over your head right now. That's why it's like lead. It just goes up and comes straight down because you are so consumed with the problems and the stress and the worries and what's not working and that's all that we can see. That's all that we hear. And yet God sent a preacher to remind you that even though chaos may be all around you, God is still in the chaos. That even though you may not see him, he is even now working. He is even now moving. He is even now preparing a way for you. Even until now. You say, Brother Hughes, it's hopeless. No, not as long as God is available. And as far as I know, the last time I checked, God's still available. 
Say, Brother Hughes, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel anything to know God's here. Just accept that. Just like you accepted the electricity and the air that you're breathing and, and the wind. Just as sure as you accepted the facts of life. Why can you not accept the fact that God is here right now? This very moment and he's working. He's not sitting on a throne with his arms folded looking out and wondering, well, I wonder how they're going to get out of that mess. Well, they deserve that. They brought all that on themselves. They, they, they ought to have more than that happen to them. But God's working right now. He's moving. He, he's, he's, he's arranging. You, you don't see it, but God is already preparing a way. They didn't know it. When they went into Egypt, they were not even conscious of what God had already prepared. But the Bible says that Joseph was already in Egypt. So when they got there with their needs from famine and all that was going wrong in their home country, they found that God had already prepared the stage for them, that he had already prepared for them a table that would provide them the substance they would need to make it through whatever was coming down the road. Say it with me right now. Even, come on, say it. Even until now. Even until now. We are so apt to allow only the tangible and the visible to rule and engross our attention. It's only the fact that we're looking at the bills and we're looking at the bank account or we're looking at the doctor's report or we're looking at what things have been said or what people have done and we see that and we feel like that that's all there is to the story when the truth is that behind it all, in the midst of it all, even now, even until now, God is working. When you didn't even know he was, he was on duty. In the world's computation of possibilities, it's the material forces of life that command our attention. We like armies. We like guns. We like arsenal. We like warships. Things that we can count on, but not God. But in the world of that kind, we are ignorant of the most powerful truth that even though there are armies and guns and warships and chaos, there is also God. And God is working. Amen. I need to get that through to somebody. God is working right now. You need to reach out and take hold of that. You need to accept that. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just accept the fact that God is working. History teaches us that God will not abandon his creation. Even when man failed and everybody, the Bible said the whole world stunk in the nostrils of God. And he said, it repenteth me that I have made man. He found a man amid the chaos that was righteous and right. And he preserved his posterity through a family by the name of Noah and his children. And so God kept going. You see, it may look impossible. It may look so ugly today that you don't see any good can possibly come. But I've come to tell somebody that God is still working. Even until now. 
Even until now, God is still working. Napoleon was perhaps one of the most brilliant military leaders of all times. He was a supreme ruler of the world at one time. They say that at his nod, kings were made and unmade. And yet in the end, this great military genius and this mighty man of leadership was defeated. He was defeated not by an army. He was not brought down by the Russians. He was not brought down by any of the other foes that he went against. But Napoleon was defeated by the elements of life. The cold, the snow, the rain, the mud brought his brilliant career to an end, so much so that he died as an exile. And this is what Napoleon said of his defeat. He said he planned on everything but God. He said, God Almighty has been too much for me because I could plan for the Russian and I could plan for all of the other foes that would come against me and the genius and the ambition and the material resources. They could have built an empire, but it was all brought down because God was still working. God was still working. I know some of you don't believe that this morning because your hearts are so heavy and your mind's so tired of dealing with problems and stress and you're so, you're just out of it. You, you don't even really, you're here but you're not here this morning. I've come to somehow speak into your consciousness that even until now, that even now those words ought to set your, your soul at calm. Those words ought to save you from the panic that keeps coming up and trying to stifle your life. Those words ought to put down every fear. It should have saved us from the tragic folly of leaning to our own understanding to know that God is still working even until now. Amen. Say it with me. Even until now. If we remember that soldiers and sailors and politicians and prognosticators and strategists and superstars are not the only players on the field. I've been reading lately the internet, some of the news bulletins, and it just keeps popping up ever so often. The three or four top billionaires in the world are predicting uh, a major change in the U.S. economy very quickly. Uh, you read the next day and you see again. And so it strikes fear in the heart and we become hoarders. You don't believe that? Just drive down the street and look at how many storage facilities are popping up around us. We are hoarders. We're trying to stockpile. We're trying, we're trying to prepare. And I'm not against that. I don't believe... A person should be ignorant of the times. You ought to be prepared. But I don't care how well you prepare. You cannot prepare for what you don't know is coming. This is what I do know. Once I was young, now I am older. But I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. 
what I put into his hands. He's going to keep it to that day. He is not going to let it fall through his hand. He's not going to lose it in the chaos of the moment. Somebody needs to believe this preacher this morning that your future is not in the hands of an economist. It's not in the hands of a doctor. It's not in the hands of a sickness. But your hand, your, your heart and your life is in the hands of Almighty God. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, I hear a lot about retirement. That word never even registered on my radar until a few years ago when I realized that I wasn't as young as I thought I was. And you worry about how you're going to provide and how all of that's going to come out, and I believe those are legitimate worries. I believe those are all concerns that we should be conscious of. But I want to be more aware that God is the keeper of my life. Amen. Do you know what? Some folks can shout when their portfolio goes up, but you can't find them at church when their portfolio is down or in chaos you know what whether it goes up or down God is even until now working brother Mike I don't know how long that strike's going to go on but even until now God works amen I don't know how everything's going to work out in the end of, of, of my own life I just know this. I made a commitment to him a long time ago. I'm going to serve you. I've not been perfect, and I certainly have not been an angel, and I don't think I'm going to get any wings when I get to the glory world. I'll be lucky if I have a crown. If I can just make it, that's all that matters to me. But I am convinced of this one thing, that it doesn't matter what my need may be, he shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. Now that's not an excuse for laziness and that's not an excuse for not preparing. But it is a fact that God's working even now. Even now. You know what somebody, needs, you need to say that over your problem right now. Even now God's working. Even now. You need to say it over the pain that's in your heart right now. Even now God's working. You need to say it over the perplexities that have just destroyed your peace and troubled your mind and wearied you so much so that you don't even know if you want to live or live for God or just live. And you're just here. You're existing. You're going through the motion. You need to say it over your bills. You need to say it over your financial distress. You need to say it over your problems in your home, over your problems on your job. You need to say it over your children. Even until now, God worketh. Even until now, God worketh. Even, devil, do you hear me? Even until now, God is working. God is working. He's 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 working. 
Amen. Hmm. Praise God. Even until now, to this very second, he's working. I realize the devil is unceasing in his busyness. And I realize that the hosts of hell are actively working to destroy what is good and wholesome and pure. And I understand that evil waxes worse and worse. And there is evidence on every hand that darkness is eroding the landscape of our world. But even now, God is working. Even now. Amen. The prophecies of old are many. And they are great concerning the end time. But one of the prophecies that I hang on to the most came at the latter part of the Old Testament when the prophet said, and at evening time. Everybody say at evening time. At evening time. That means when the sun's going down. Everybody's coming in from the field from labor. They're making their house ready to go to bed. Everybody's getting prepared for the dark. Everybody's getting ready for the night. Everybody's getting ready for what comes with the night. The fears, the stress, the anxieties of the darkness. But the prophet said that there was coming a day when at evening time there shall be light. Hallelujah. I said there shall be light. I'm not going to bed tonight worried about the darkness because I know that there's a light that's burning and that light will outburn and outlive any other light that is going on in my life. Amen. I wish I could get somebody to believe what I'm preaching right now. Amen. Even until now. You know, some of us think that making it to heaven is going to be a hard thing to do. But I, I come to differ with you this morning. The truth is, it's going to be harder for somebody to make their bed in hell than it was to go to heaven. Because even until now, he's working. Amen. Even until now, he's still working. You may be cold. You may be indifferent. You may be backslid. God's still working. You may not be living the way you ought to be living. You may not be doing what you know to do. You may have said things this week that you wish you hadn't said. You may have used some language that's not appropriate for a child of God. And you may have even said, you know what, I don't care. I'm not living this anymore. But even now, God's still working. Even in spite of all that may be wrong in your life, God is still at work. And it's going to be harder for you to be lost than it will be for you to be saved. There's going to be roadblocks on the way to hell every place you turn. There's going to be a reminder, God's still working. God still loves you. God still cares. Every step you take, there's going to be blood that's going to flow by you to remind you that God paid a price for you that you would not have to be lost. And so it goes on and on and on and on. To go to hell, a man is going to have to get by the memories of the past. He's going to have to get by the sacred examples of those that have lived before us. He's going to have to get by a pleading conscience. He's going to have to get by the appeal of the Word of God. He's going to have to get by the multitude of mercies that God sends every day. If you are lost, you're going to have to get by the unmeasurable love of God. That even 
until now is working. How many of you have given up already? How many of you in, in your mind, maybe not in your body, but in your mind you've already given up and you're just going through the motions? God sent me to tell you this morning that he is working even until now. Amen. 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 Even until now. Praise God. That ought to challenge somebody this morning. That ought to make you want to lift your hands. God's still working. Amen. I don't have to see how it's going to work out. I just know that he's working. Amen. The patience of God is amazing to me. And it's borne out by one word, until. Until. I don't know, you know, what that word means to you, but it signifies to me that that there are sometimes in the framework of our mind there are limits to how far we're going to go and how much we're going to put up with. How many of you have ever said, you know what, I'm not putting up with that anymore? Anybody say that? Anybody say this? I don't have to live with this. I don't have to deal with this. We have limits. We, we have these lines that we, we don't know exactly where. they just We just know they're out there. They're boundaries to how far we'll go. But the Word of God says God has no boundaries. He has no, unpe- he has no limit. It's even until now He's working. That when you put the stop, God kept moving. That when you quit serving, God kept working. That when you threw up your hands, God's hands were still busy working, trying to make a way, provide, even until now. He doesn't give up easy. As a matter of fact, he just doesn't give up at all. Amen. Even when somebody resists him, he keeps knocking at the door again and again. The thing I love about God is he takes no holidays. He takes no vacation days. I don't know how many hours of vacation pay God has built up, but he ought to have a few. But he's never taken a day off. He's never had a holiday. He's never said, not this weekend. Y'all come back next week. Everything will be all right. The storehouse will be full again. But every time we've ever come, every time we've truly ever come to the altar or to the storehouse, every time we've ever reached out to him, we've never failed to find that he's there. He's there. And not only is he there, he's able. He supplies. He renews. He replenishes. He refreshes. He lifts. He loves me. He cares for me. Oh, yes, he heals me. He redeems me because God never stops working. Man, there's no doubt in my mind that sometimes God must be awfully disappointed because his efforts are not always received the way they ought to be. That on this Sunday morning, when it's so hard for us to really just get, to, to get any momentum in our worship, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the atmospheric pressure. Maybe it's the change in the weather. But perhaps it's more than that. Maybe it's a spiritual battle that some of you are involved in right now. And the weight of that battle is so heavy that when you come in, it's like you have lead in your feet and on your hands and your words, they, they, they don't hardly get out of your mouth and they just fall 
let them get out anyway because God's down there as well as up here. So if they don't go up, God's still there. If you'll just get it out, if you'll just somehow express your gratitude and your thankfulness, God's here. He's above me. He's below me. He's on my right. He's on my left. He's, he's everywhere, and he's working. He's working. His hands are busy right now. He's calling angels, dispatching them at this moment, saying, I need you to get to that date. I need you to get to that moment. I need that intersection. I, I, I need you to be at that rendezvous point because he is constantly aware of where we're going and what we're going to need when we get there. Amen. And he's already provided. Everybody say it with me. Even until, come on, say it like you mean, until now. Let's stand together.